Hey, have you ever wanted to create your own podcast and share your own light bulb moments with the world? If so, now is the perfect time to do so because audio is the future of the internet and Anchor is a perfect place to do it. So Anchor is a podcasting platform you can find at anchor.fm and it's what we use to create the Lightbulb Moment podcast. So Anchor is amazing because first of all, it's completely free to use. Yep, completely free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So I've used Anchor to record with other guests on a mobile app, and you can also edit on your computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you across so many platforms. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other major podcast streaming sites. So you don't have to set up individual accounts and try to distribute to all of those places. And you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum subscribers needed. And it's basically everything you need to record, edit, and publish your podcast in one place all for free. So I highly encourage you to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Good luck. marketing analytics software, automated ads, and messaging. But what if a tool could generate your entire marketing plan for you? Hi there, welcome to IDA, where we address how you can ideate, decide, act on the business topics we talk about in each episode and apply them to your own startup. My name is Ganika Pinnam. And I'm Varika Pinnam. We're the founders of IDA, Ideate, Decide, Act. At IDA, we connect female founders to investors, one-on-one mentoring, and resources to help grow their business. In today's episode, we have Marina from Growth Channel, an AI-based marketing software here with us, and we'll be discussing making marketing decisions using artificial intelligence and how you can use data to make decisions for your own startup. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Marina. Hi, thanks for having me today. Absolutely. Um, and you know, Growth Channel, so we came across it several months ago, and we, you know, we actually um, used it ourselves, and you came out with a great marketing report for us. And I'm really interested in like learning how you came to start Grow Channel and where that idea came from. Yeah, sure. I will be happy to tell you. Um, so um, one more time, my name is uh, Marina Borushkina. I'm the founder and CEO at uh, Growth Channel, personalized marketing planning solution. Um, my personal background is in um, digital marketing, where over the last decade, I've been working with Fortune 500 companies, but also startups to scale their growth. Um, so Growth Channel started as just like an idea to help marketers gain efficiency uh, in their marketing planning process. Um, so to automate some of their routine tasks with the help of AI technology. Um, so during my time as a digital marketing manager at Philips, I realized that every month I was spending a few days to put together another marketing plan <laughs> where um, I had to do lots of research and calculations, analytics, and just putting together a presentation deck. So that took a lot of time. And I thought about, um, well, potentially automating that process, which became possible. So today, Growth Channel is also helping many startups and small businesses to get off the ground uh, with easy to implement um, marketing plans that fit their business model, but also objectives and target audience um, through our so-called micro segments is kind of our terminology for defining that. That's awesome that the idea, uh, you know, came from your own work experience and you thought of a way to solve that. So, and you mentioned micro segments. So can you talk a little bit more about that and, you know, how they improve the customer reach and how they can help startups? Yeah, definitely. 
So micro-segments are in a way niche of the niche. Uh, so you've got industry with your segment of operations, um, then narrowing it down to your personas, uh, then to your objectives, customer decision journey, and so on. So with Gross Channel, we have developed over a thousand sort of micro-segments and they're being updated and also added on a um, daily basis. Um, so the more niche is the focus, the more precise and personalized is your marketing outreach. And that's what we are building our solution on, really. That's awesome. A thousand um, microsegments. That's crazy. So how did you, you know, when you had this idea, when you were working to like coming to this point, how did you begin amassing that, that large amount of data for Growth Channel? And, you know, where is even the starting point for uh, doing something like that? Yeah. So um, most of it came from my own experience, but um, we also have partnered up with a number of agencies um, that are providing marketing solutions to um, small businesses and medium-sized businesses as well and startups. Um, so we are integrating our own um, proprietary data, but also partnering with other um, successful marketing firms uh, to feed even more data and then update that as well. Uh, so the data is also updated like on daily basis through various channels that we are pulling the data from. Um, and also uh, now we are developing the dashboard for Growth Channel where users can connect their own analytics sets and um, Growth Channel will then also update its own uh, kind of algorithm uh, through machine learning to identify what has worked best, what hasn't worked as well, um, and then basically updating that math <laughs> in the back end. That sounds awesome because like AI and machine learning, they take, they use a lot of data. They collect a lot of data to make decisions, right? So that makes sense that you use like micro segments and then you use AI to come up with great marketing plans. So how do you see AI changing how companies market and how customers are approached? Yeah. So um, with the rise of technology in the recent years, um, many things in marketing and sales have changed. And companies are now able to fully personalize their mass outreach uh, within just like a few clicks. So that ranges from um, autonomous media buying solutions to smart lead scoring for sales teams to um, even automated email workflows and personalized video messaging. Well, video messaging has been on the rise recently. <laughs> the personalized <laughs> ones, I'm getting, I'm getting lots of them in my inbox. Um, so with tools like that, companies save thousands and hundreds of thousands on resources while still getting either the same or even better conversion rates. So that's really decreasing cost per acquisition for everyone. For sure. And, you know, that's especially important right now, as you were saying, and I didn't actually know about the customized um, video messages. So that's interesting. Oh, I should totally check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, and, you know, given your experience and just how companies are, you know, taking data, you know, to their advantage and applying it, do you ever see any mistakes that companies are making in marketing that you think, you know, this technology revolution can kind of help fix or even, you know, that your company um, can help address, you know, some common mistakes in marketing? Yeah. So um, there is this one big issue that we solve with micro segments is that sometimes we see companies just copying what competition does or choosing a channel to market just because everyone is on it. Um, but instead of focusing on your own personas um, or identifying their journey, which channels you know your customers are present on and what content most resonates with them, um, and not just because someone else does it, um, it might not work for you and your specific situation because everyone has their diff very different 
personas that they focus on um, or different objectives. Everyone is solving very specific reason, like specific problem in their own business. So um, they should really better define what is it that they should be doing rather than just, you know, going for what everyone else does. Absolutely. That's a great point. Um, just because, especially for startups, because, you know, you want to look at, um, you know, your competitor, you're like, okay, you know, mostly like people like use Instagram, Facebook and things like that as a platform to be talking about. Yeah. And I was going to say that, you know, everybody's following just one strict rubric, like, okay, am I doing, am I at, putting ads on Instagram, am I putting it on Facebook? But I guess they're not really looking at where is it doing well on and where are my customers really engaging on? Yeah. So uh, this is something that we have also um, experienced through different user calls that we've been having. Uh, lots of them just kind of follow the kind of the template structure of uh, checklists. <laughs> um, but instead, they should really focus on talking more to their customers and identifying what is it that they're looking for and where exactly they're hanging out and uh, how they can be approached in the best way. Yeah, for sure. So what do you, um, like in your experience and kind of what you recommend to others with Growth Channel, what are some of the other like uncommon platforms that companies can leverage and um, some ways to look at micro segments in like an uncommon way? So tools that, you know, they themselves can kind of get into a micro segment and then also how you mentioned like everyone's going to the same platform, but you know, what yeah. are some other options that they maybe haven't considered? Yeah. Um, so actually we have recently launched a growth library. So it's like a collection of different marketing resources. Uh, you can check it on our website. So there you can uh, filter down um, different resources uh, based on your objective, like your marketing objective or the uh, customer decision journey steps that uh, you want to optimize. Um, so that is pretty filterable, but overall, um, maybe we need a good like use case. Can you give me like an example and then I can sort of think of the best tools or resources for that because uh, I can't really generalize. Generalization is something that you want to stay away from <laughs> with Gross Channel. So yeah, maybe we can get an example. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say like an example, because you know, you mentioned like people are just looking toward their competitors. So one thing that I see really frequently is like with subscription boxes. Um, so especially like beauty or like, you know, those like skincare fashion subscription boxes with everyone kind of following the same marketing plan. Um, even though they probably have different like micro segments if they really drill that down. So, you know, given that kind of use case, for example, um, mm -hmm. how would you approach them? Okay, skincare is very interesting. Um, so um, yeah, that definitely applies in like a personal care industry. Um, I guess it depends on the either subscription or, or like um, selling per item. Um, but assuming this is a subscription, like monthly subscription, um, there could be um, different um, opportunities that you can leverage. So skincare is most probably like for women, mostly assuming you're targeting women, you could also be targeting men. Um, I mean, you can focus on the channels where women are most present on. And that's, uh, I'd say in the US, especially it's Pinterest. So you could look into that channel and consider different content um, that, you know, women who are purchasing skincare solutions are looking for. And that might be like different problems that they might be experiencing for skincare and different milestones that they might have had in their life um, to impact that. So, for example, um, yeah, I mean, for example, like, I don't know, given birth. Um, so when, I don't know, a person is pregnant or they just gave birth. Um, they might have these different changes in their skin. So they might be looking for different solutions to address that. 
So as long as you, for example, uh, have some content to target on that, to provide value to them, some educational or tips or how-to guides, um, with then the link to back to your platform, that could be one of the ways to, to address that. No, definitely. You said some important points, like, you know, what is the market that they're trying to uh, go for, like really drill into that market and look at it. Um, so say that, you know, a startup is trying to go into skincare or like maternity or even like men's segment, for example, what are some key data points that they should start collecting? What are some important measures they need to look at? Yeah, so um, collecting data is really important and I would recommend everyone to start doing that from the very beginning. Um, so most analytics tools also offer like free plans. So startups and small businesses can also just, you know, sign up without really paying anything. Um, so you have to make sure that you got every corner covered. So that from web analytics to like heat maps, email performance, sales, if you're a SaaS solution, then also SaaS analytics, um, so specific to your product um, data. And this will help you better understand your personas and how they interact with your product. And also um, that you can basically also action upon that in your marketing activities as well. And um, actually yesterday I had this uh, nice call with one of our clients and the question was how to come up with a good content ideas. So my answer was uh, open your Google Analytics account. Um, yeah, go to acquisition, search console report and look at the curious um, ranked by number of impressions. So then we got like a long list of like 2000 different curious. Um, some of them were long tail keywords. So we picked like 50 different long tail keywords um, from that list. Um, so that was already great. Um, basically set for the content discovery and will be enough for almost probably another like 30 to 40 content pieces <laughs> for them enough for a few months. So yeah, that's, that's just like one tip. example. Super. Um, that's a great tip because, you know, like those are searches that people are already making when they're coming across your content. So, you know, if you can rank higher for that, it's going to um, help you out for sure. And I like what you yeah. were saying too um, about, you know, like for example, on Pinterest, like creating content specifically for um, the niche of pregnant women and skincare, because that, you know, kind of like what we were talking about before, instead of just looking at women overall or this age range, you're narrowing it down. Okay, let me do content, you know, specific for, you know, pregnancy. And I think that, you know, a lot of people kind of maybe shy away from that because that's less people you're targeting than if you're targeting women overall. But, you know, like they say, if you're not speaking to one, you know, niche, you're not speaking to anyone at all. You know, your message is not going to reach anyone if it's not targeted. Yeah, and then one more thing I wanted to add from what you just said, uh, Google Analytics, like get on Google Analytics, like start looking at your data, even if it's like you're having some slow traction, doesn't matter, it will like build up and then you can see your overall analytics, how you're doing and you can learn a lot from it. Um, another plugin that I wanted to say that I know we use, use too is Monster Insights. So that's another great plugin that will give you some um, analytics as well. Yeah, as well as Facebook Pixel. So um, that's a good one, especially if you want to like look at um, conversions, even if you're not, you know, trying to do ads and stuff, you can look at conversions, like from not even just, you know, website impressions and clicks, but who's subscribing, who's filling out a form um, and, you know, track, like, I think they have like, like 17 different types of actions that they can track. 
which is pretty cool. So that's another free tool that people can use um, and set up on their websites pretty easily. Yeah, definitely. And like, if you want to mention like a few other tools, like um, there are also great, uh, like Hotjar is a great tool for heat map analytics um, that you can use. And um, for example, for SaaS, um, I myself like really like Chartmogul. Um, they have free plan for startups. Um, like up to 10k, I believe. Um, if you're like on a free plan and it gives you great data, you just connect it with your um, like Stripe or whatever payment gateway you have, and it gives you all the dashboards, in, including like your churn rate, your MRR, um, and basically the whole analytics dashboard. So then you don't need to have like a separate spreadsheet <laughs> looking at that. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, a lot of this is like free to Google Analytics and all of this. How can startups use this data to make decisions? Um, even startups with who have a small amount of data as they typically don't have so much in the beginning. Yeah, so like, for example, the um, one I just mentioned regarding the content exploration um, is just like one of the examples. Um, but also looking at, um, let's go back to Google Analytics, um, very powerful one is an acquisition report for source medium data. So there uh, you can also filter it by the number of conversions and you can really like understand which are the channels that are bringing you most conversions versus the ones that are, you know, uh, having high bounce rates. So then you just focus on the ones that are bringing you basically conversions and focus most of your efforts there. Um, we see actually with some of our clients um, that uh, things like Quora actually result in good conversions because this is also where uh, lots of people are already looking for something. So they're in their consideration phase. So they're actively looking for a solution. And then um, if someone is kind of bringing up some content to help them solve that solution and, you know, have a link to, you know, your service or something, um, that actually usually results in pretty good conversion rates. So that's one of the, I think, top channels that our customers are experiencing for their conversions as well. That's a great tip um, using Quora because, you know, I think people generally go towards like Facebook groups and things like that too, but Quora is a really good one because um, it's like even more people and then like less limitations on the kinds of stuff that you can post um, and like guidelines. So that's really good. And, you know, um, Marina, like working with all these clients and stuff and, you know, growing your own startup growth channel, it's interesting because um, you transitioned from your you know corporate career into this. And probably a lot of startups these days, you know, really want to have tech components involved, like AI, VR, AR, and, you know, with Growth Channel being like heavily based on AI, what's a cost-effective way, do you think, you know, for how you built this and how to test with an MVP, especially, you know, startups that don't have a tech team but want to build a tech-heavy startup and, you know, how you tested Growth Channel, that was really interesting. So if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, there are actually lots of no-code tools nowadays to help you get started and launch your prototype or early MVP. So that's also where we are right now, actually, with Growth Channel. So while we are still finalizing our full dashboard solution, uh, part of our solution is still in no-code. So we have um, implemented things like WordPress, we use Typeform. Um, so all the different like no-code solutions. There are also tools like Notion and Airtable that's lots of um, our customers as well are using to build that prototype um, and, you know, bring it to the market, get user feedback, um, get first customers and then grow with that. Okay, awesome. And uh, talking about no-code tools, a couple of um, that I want to throw in there, AppyPy and Backendless, which we came across recently, um, would also be good options to check out. And then the ones that Marina mentioned as well for people wanting to kind of uh, bootstrap something quickly together and get those initial 
feedback and customer data because like we were just talking about, you know, that's really important in your startup journey, especially at the beginning, the faster that you can get out an MVP and get that customer data. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those are actually cool tools. I haven't heard about all of them. So we'll definitely check it out too. That's awesome. <laughs> and, um, you know, Marina, so Ida, like, you know, about our startup, it's the goal, whole goal is to help founders, you know, ideate, decide, act. That's what it stands for under startups. And, you know, I know that you're going to be speaking at a women's tech conference soon, which is awesome. So congratulations on that very cool opportunity. So what advice do you have for other women in tech? Yeah, so um, I'm uh, actually also kind of early uh, women in tech founder. Um, it's my first technology startup before um, I was mostly focused on the service industry. Uh, so I think for other women, uh, it's just like getting your word out there, uh, joining different communities and starting that conversation is really critical. Um, so for me, um, starting with startup school from YC, that was kind of a starting point, but also then um, I discovered a few other communities uh, like Indie Hackers, for example. Um, there's two great groups on Facebook uh, for women in tech uh, where great conversations happen. Um, so different women share their vision and what they're working on, asking for advice. Um, and, you know, other um, members are just like sharing their experience as well. So I think like just going into those communities, joining the conversations and then um, starting to get your word out is is quite important and it's also great like everyone is here to help and share and earlier today i was actually on um, another call with uh, indie women community from indie hackers and there were like 10 of us um, sharing what we're working on um, asking for feedback from each other um, so that was actually really great um, so yeah just like basically uh, connecting with each other i think is really important that's awesome. We love to hear that, um, just like women banding together and the things that you can accomplish with like a supportive group of other women is really powerful. Yeah, and this is also what you guys are building. So I really like like your vision, what you're trying to achieve. So I think um, just joining, uh, you know, your community and, and joining um, Ida is one of those things that you can do. Oh, thank, thank you so much. <laughs> so much for saying that. And, you know, it's great to see so many women in tech. Like, you know, being part of IDA, we get to see and meet so many women in like tech. You, and, right? Yeah, and like you, um, who's, like, pioneering in, like, AI and machine learning as well and really, like, pushing these boundaries. So it's great for us to meet. Exactly. Um, other women. And it's great, you know, like what you were saying in your experience, too, with, like, groups and indie hackers and stuff, like other women, it's really important that you seek out those communities especially now you, sometimes you have to put yourself out there and seek them out when you do other people are very welcoming as well and you find your um, group and community yeah and i think it's uh, really good to like connect with women communities especially because i'm also a part of a few, a few just like general startup groups and it's mostly like me the only girl <laughs> on the call so <laughs> sometimes feel a little odd um but yeah like there are also lots of uh, female uh, communities out there uh, including your own so I think that's that's really great like just like connect with people over there and uh, have that conversation absolutely thank you so much Marina for those kind words and for joining us on the show today it was really great having you yeah thanks it was my pleasure yeah and you know listeners if you enjoyed today's episode uh, please be sure to subscribe to Ida and share this with a fellow entrepreneur thank you for listening to Ida and you can find us at thinkida.com until next time Ideate, decide, act.